0: Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio, the podcast for the secret society of real financial advisors. I'm coming to you from Christchurch, New Zealand today, and I want to talk about, about a little problem I have. <laughs> this is sort of a confessional. I have a problem. I have a problem with confirmation bias. Now, I I knew I had a problem with confirmation bias because I'm human, and all humans Well, I shouldn't say all. Most humans, uh, sorry, this human at least has a problem with confirmation bias. Let me tell you a little story. Uh, I made a business decision a couple of months ago that involved a pretty substantial investment of money and uh, my own time and the time of my team here at Behavior Gap. And uh, I was really excited about this business decision and, and, you know, the more money I put into it and the more time I put into it, sort of the more committed I got to it, you know, falling prey to another behavioral problem, right, the sunk, loss, sunk cost fallacy, you know, the more time and money I put into it, the more I wanted to believe it was the right decision. Now, I also want to make another thing clear. Uh, the decision wasn't wrong. It was more sort of how I implemented the decision. When I finally sort of woke up to the fact that I had probably made a mistake in terms of how I'd implemented something, somebody who I trust a lot and really respect and knows me really well said to me, when I sort of said, Hey, this is a problem, I want to make a change here. They, in a relatively candid conversation, which I really value, by the way, isn't it interesting? I think. Well, that's a topic for another discussion. It's it's just interesting to me how much, how valuable relationships are with people who can tell you the truth. And they can tell you in a way and at a time where you'll listen, right? Super valuable. But anyway, this person told me, here's the exact words. It's been really frustrating the last couple of months to watch this go on because you didn't listen to the people who are the most loyal to you, and you just went wherever you just listened to people who would tell you what you wanted to hear. (laughs) And I'm a big fan of feedback. And I I I like to view myself as somebody who's okay with getting, you know, feedback that can hurt. In fact, I, I like to think of myself as somebody who enjoys the pain that leads to improvement, right? I don't enjoy the pain just for pain's sake, but the pain that leads to improvement. And this was really painful. And hopefully, hopefully it leads to improvement. But it was really painful because what what this friend of mine described was essentially confirmation bias, like classic confirmation bias. I had fallen prey to confirmation bias. And I had spent the last 10 years plus traveling the world talking about behavioral mistakes people make. And one of them, I don't know if a single talk has gone by where I haven't pointed out confirmation bias because it's so challenging to deal with. Right? There's so many reasons it's challenging to deal with. But one of the reasons I want to talk about right now is just this: how hard it is to... Um, and I want to give you another example. I sent out to my broad broadly speaking to my team, An example of uh, email uh, marketing campaign that I really I, that I, that I wanted to like. <laughs> and I should say this clearly, at the time, I really liked it. Right? I, I'd convinced myself that I really liked it. I sent it out to sort of the, the people that I consider the team here and that's speaking pretty broadly. And one of them came back with a really strongly worded critique of it. Just, and essentially just said, and this is again another person I really value, said, this is garbage, right? Like, this is not you. It's not on brand. And this wasn't, this is a separate issue, by the way. This wasn't the same project. This was an example of someone else's email marketing campaign. Somebody not in the financial services industry at all. So uh, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. And by the way, they've been incredibly successful, so it, it it must be working for them. But what this person in my team was pointing out, I'm sorry for all these code words, but I try to be really careful around here about not calling anyone out. I don't want to look. I don't want to make anybody feel bad, and I don't want to say other people's work is garbage. And so I'm trying to be really careful, and that's why I'm not using any names, and I'm I'm hiding the identities of of. Of everything and particularly of the person who wrote this email for their business. They've been incredibly successful. They're actually a friend. And so but the person on my team doesn't know them and wrote back and said, This is look, this is garbage. It's not it's garbage for you to use. It's not on point. It's not on your brand. It's not, you know, any of those things. And I, this is what's interesting. Instead of somehow Figuring out how to really listen to that. I remember thinking, oh, you know, my team member doesn't understand. And I remember thinking, you know, this is about business and they're awesome at their job, but it's not. You know, like I, I remember being, I'm being incredibly honest here, I remember being dismissive. <laughs> And in hindsight, that's so painful because independent of whether they were right or wrong, they happen to have been right, Um, but independent of that, we need to figure, I need to figure out, and I'm assuming this is a, a problem for more than just me, I need to figure out how to really understand feedback that you that disagrees with your point it's so easy to think as the business owner that you have this sort of and and in fact this is your job like this is why confirmation bias is so hard as a business owner it's your job to have a broad view of everything to carefully consider the feedback you get from multiple sources, and then make a decision. And often, even after all that counsel you've taken in from the people who you trust, even after all that, sometimes you have to go in a direction that not everyone will agree with. That's the definition of being a business owner. Like, you've got to do that. Occasionally, you're going to have to, well, not occasionally, often you have to go in a direction that some people will disagree with. Right? So that's that's your job. Right? But we have to figure out how to not be dismissive about people's feedback, right? How to consider it carefully because there's no doubt I trust and respect deeply the people who were giving me this feedback who I was dismissive. In the end it looks like I not 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 it looks like in the end I was dismissive. So I am really working and I would I would push you because I didn't think I was doing this, right? If I had listened to this podcast uh, two months ago in the middle of me doing this, I would have been like, no, 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 I'm doing, you know. So that's why it's so hard. And so then again, maybe in the end, this is just, look, I made a mistake, right? Like I did the best I could with the information I had at the time and my particular skill set, and I made a mistake. But what I'm talking about here, I'm actually not so worried about the fact that I made a mistake. What I what I Do want to be careful about is not repeating the same mistake if there's a way to prevent it, and the only way I know to prevent it is to be much more careful about asking for feedback. Like if if you don't want feedback, if you've already made up your mind and you're just going to dismiss, then don't ask for it. Right? That's okay. Like you can just make decisions based off intuition, and sometimes that's the best way to do it. Sometimes we ask for too much feedback. I know I do. And I want to be more careful about just just thinking, like, I want to go this direction and let's explore it. And if it turns out to be wrong, we'll know pretty quickly and we'll course correct, right? Um, So that's one thing. The second thing is when you do ask for feedback, being very thoughtful about considering it right, and thinking through it and wondering, you know, why did team member X say that? And are they right? And if they are right, this is one way I like to, I like, I, one way I, I, I <laughs> this is one idea on how you could do it. One way I like to employ what I, what I remember to is to just use the overconfidence conversation, uh, which goes something like if you so say you ask yourself one question, right? Um, this is a version of the overconfidence conversation, which I've talked about before. So you get feedback from a team member, so let's say I got this feedback from a team member that said, look this email, in terms of your own use is garbage, you definitely shouldn't use it, it's way off brand, it doesn't even match at all how you do things. You could say, I could have said to myself, if this team member's right, how will it affect my business? If this team member's wrong, how will it affect my business? And has this team member been right before? Right. So just three simple questions that may be a technique, a tool that I could use to force myself to be more, a little more careful about feedback. So anyway, that is a uh, little exploration of the, of the issue of confirmation bias. It's a challenge, a challenge for us to help clients not fall prey to it. But I think it's particularly a challenge for us as business owners and financial advisors to not fall prey to it ourselves. Think of the impact of making a portfolio change, right? Like you could insert, like not only do you have to worry about the confirmation bias with the business decisions about running your business, you also have to worry about confirmation bias with your the advice you're giving to clients. It's a, it's a relatively unique business because you're making decisions for the business in the face of irreducible uncertainty and the business you're in (laughs) is the business of helping other people make decisions in the face of irreducible uncertainty which leads to confirmation bias times two right so I hope this has been helpful send me an invoice for the counseling it's been helpful for me uh... to my team members who listen to this i i i love you (laughs) and thank you for the feedback and to my friends who i consider an extended extended team. Thank you for your feedback, and please don't ever stop giving it to me straight, even and especially when I don't like it. That wraps up another episode of Behavior Gap Radio, the podcast for the secret society of real financial advisors all over the world, coming to you from Christchurch, New Zealand today.